Hey everybody, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat is brought to you by Joe's Underground in Augusta, Georgia, at the corner of 8th and Broad in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Such a great place to be. I love going to Joe's. Uh, they always make me feel like family when I go in there from the first time to the last time I went. Uh, they've been such a great sponsor and such great people there. Jeremy and the gang know how to treat everybody, so go down there and see them. Joe's Underground, corner of 8th and Broad. Now, as you all know, right now everybody's wearing masks. So, I decided we have Christmas in July. We're going to have hot Halloween. Everybody's wearing masks. We might as well be doing Halloween. So I'm going to be concentrating on some people in the horror trade, the folks that make you jump, the folks that make you squeal, the folks that make you scream. That's right. Today we've got a guy named Colin Bresler. He is a producer, director, writer. He's done camera work. He's been an editor. He's done a little bit of everything. He's done some great movies. So we're going to get this thing kicked off. Welcome to Hot Halloween here on Smoke Meat. Hey, so how we doing, Colin? Great, great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, really excited to be here or be talking to you. Man, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you a bunch. Um, As you know, we're we're kicking off the the hot Halloween because everybody's wearing masks. (laughs) So we're we're looking forward to... I know you got one movie coming out on Amazon here soon, hopefully, called Remy's Demons. Yeah, Remy's Demons. It'll be on Amazon Prime. Uh, very soon, hopefully, it's it's in the, the sort of uploading process, so takes a bit of time. But uh, but yeah, and it's their Scream Time Films, like an awesome like indie indie <clears throat> horror film company in uh, in Texas. So pretty excited. Definitely go check it out when you get a chance. Love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I definitely will, man. I definitely will. I, I have watched so much new stuff since I've started started doing my podcast because I, I interviewed a lot of people who have stuff on there and things. I'm like, okay, well, I see that. I might watch that later. And then I talk to the people. I'm like, shit, I got to watch that. That's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> and I, I've, I've gotten a lot of really cool stuff off of it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's really cool. There's a lot of really good stuff on, on um, Amazon Prime. I, I, uh, I mean, on streaming in general, but it's definitely Amazon Prime it's definitely become kind of a nice little like landing spot for movies like mine I mean you know I don't know if I told you this for off 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 uh, podcast but um, basically my movie was made for about two thousand dollars so it's it's considered a no budget movie yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know the fact that like I'm, I'm in my mid 40s so when I started out in the in the film industry out of college mm-hmm. movies like mine had no chance. I mean, I don't even know if you could have made a movie like mine, but even if you did, like, there was nowhere for it to go. So nowadays, it's so awesome with all, ever, all the internet stuff that you can, there's homes for, for these kind of movies. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's great because, you know, just like I said, just even a few years ago, you know, if you made an indie movie, it was a one in a million shot that you'd get anything but a grade for it. And now exactly. there's so many good outlets and so many so many great ones, you know. And I mean, look, look at Kevin Smith. You know, he he did Clerks where he worked at for next to nothing. Sold his comic yeah. book collection and maxed out a credit card. And now, I mean, it, oh, I know, it's one of my go tos. Yeah, know. yeah, he, he's a he's a huge inspiration for me. I remember, I'll never forget me and my brother going to see Clerks when it first came out. 
and like blown away like you said i mean it looked pretty bad you know in terms of cinematography and all those things but it's like it just was such a crazy amazing script and it's like you said he 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 you know he stayed true to himself and i think that's kind of the key with this kind of level of filmmaking you you're not you can't make independence day so you've got to like you know you got to find a way well what kind of story can i tell that's going to be interesting for people so you you know you make a story that's really personal and like true to yourself and i think that's where people reflect on it and are like you know they can get into it you know yeah one one thing i have figured out you know with the podcast and my comedy and everything in general is if you put yourself out there people recognize that and they they respond to it you know i can i can come on the podcast and i can go so cullen what movies have you made this year and it's just (laughs) that same dry just non-sincere interview and i don't do that i talk i mean we're you know it is i want to know what people want to know yeah exactly and uh you know clerks Clerks three is being written right now really yes i didn't know no i did not know that at all yes it's gotten the green light it's being written as we speak um i had marilyn gigliotti on a couple of weeks ago and she told me you know a little bit about everything that's known so far and it it sounds like it's going to be pretty good that's awesome. Yeah. I love him. I also like that. Um, actually, a friend of mine, Christina Lois is her name. We went to film school together. We're still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. And she um, she worked on his, uh, the Bruce Willis film. I'm, I'm, I can't out. think of the name. Yeah. Yeah. She worked on that. Yeah. And um, she said he was like the nicest. She got, or she actually got pretty, pretty friendly with him. Yeah. And she was like, nicest guy. Like, you know, just super nice like open-minded not like you know i mean he's kind of a legend in a lot of worlds you know yeah. especially the comic book kind of comic-con world and it's like she said like he doesn't bring any of that with him he's just real like down-to-earth chill guy talk to you about anything you know yeah, you bring up star wars he'll talk to you for like three hours oh yeah. so I just i was so happy i was like that's awesome i hate when you find out that people you like are, are not great <laughs> yeah I, I hate that you know and then you you meet people that you know you think on screen they're, they're just buttholes or whatever and then they're just the nicest people in the world it's like holy crap i've, I've not liked you all these years but now i do <laughs> and that's that's weird but it's fun oh absolutely but yeah no, it's great it's great but yeah i noticed yeah, I mean, you know several of the movies you've done you know have been been in the horror genre you know and do, do you just love doing those I do, I do. Honestly, it's funny. I, 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 um, I grew growing up. I was the biggest chicken. I don't know if I can curse, but yeah, you chicken, can. You know, okay, chicken shit. And and I was. I mean, if my parents were here on this conversation, they would tell you funny, funny stories. But yeah, I was just like so scared of everything, and I hated horror movies. Then I got married, and my wife loved horror movies. <laughs> so we would go on our you know date nights to the theater always a mostly a horror movie mm-hmm. at home horror movie anyway long story short you know i've been doing films for years you know mm-hmm. main, mainly as a cameraman that's that's my main job right yeah. and um you know i was shooting movies and stuff shooting television shows whatever 
and um, I had never done a horror in, in that. Well, I had done a few. I'm sorry, you know, like indie stuff, but but not that I was like really invested in, where I was super involved in like the making of it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I was just kind of like I was sitting with her and her mom talking, and we we're I was like, you know, the, I don't know if you're familiar with La Llorona. It's sort of like a Mexican sort of Spanish folktale horror like folktale thing, and mm-hmm. so they told me about it because I didn't. I never heard of it growing up. And they were like, oh, yeah, when, you know, kids, you know, Latino kids or Spanish kids would get hear this story. And it's like, it was really scary. So I, I was like, I want to make a movie. That sounds like a cool movie. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like came out of that. And, and the thing that I love about it is, is, is like making them is there's so much creative area to, to go into, yeah. you know, um, it, it's just it's so much fun. Because you just sit around and like with the crew, we sit around. We're like, "How can we make this more scary?" And like, you know, someone will just be like, "Have them jump out of the closet." Yeah, it's a good. Okay, you know, like it's just it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. I I, I grew up watching them. You know, I, I saw the Jasons and the Freddies, and I, I loved those. You know, I, I got Tom Savini's book Grand Illusions when I was a kid, and nice that that made me want to do makeup and i learned a lot and i actually used to do makeup oh, really? at, a, at a place in augusta during halloween and make pretty good money for that weekend yeah yeah yeah. and uh i just i've just always loved the genre you know it's it's funny because once i learned about makeup and effects some of it you know i'd, I'd see this and instead of being afraid i'd be like now how the hell did they do that okay i see what they did okay yeah they okay and it kind of took a little bit of the magic away from me, but at the same time, it added to it because I I knew, and it was it was just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It was funny when I first started. I always my 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 parents loved movies. You know, growing up, we watched movies, movies, movies all the time, and and um and then I obviously got into it. But I remember, uh, you know, once I started learning in film school, mm-hmm. it was like it kind of was a bit of a bummer because it's like I started to I, I lost the ability to watch movies <laughs> and I was like constantly noticing like the camera tricks or like different moves or stuff going on on set because I was starting to work in them and I couldn't it was hard for me to like watch a movie and it was kind of frustrating now I'm fine now I don't even think about it anymore that way I mean I do of course but it's like a secondary thing in a weird way yeah. but yeah it's like I, I, I struggle for a long time. I'd be like, I can't enjoy this damn movie anymore. You know, because I'm sitting there looking at like, oh, there's a light over there. Oh, there, there, that guy, there's like an extra, you know, all that kind of crap. Yeah, I can see a piece of the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like now I just, I zone it out. I, I it, it clicks on, of course, but I really try to enjoy movies. I love them so much that I, I try to just sit back and be like, I just want to enjoy this story and lose myself in the story, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, now, now that you've, you've started watching and everything, have you gone back and watched any of the 80s slasher movies? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, so, so my second movie was called um, Bloody Drama, mm-hmm. and it was, like, I worked with Scream Time, and, and my first movie was, like, sort of like a, a Blair Witch kind of style, like a first-person, you know, POV or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my introduction but then my second movie was Scream, Scream Time actually was like, they gave me the premise and they were like, we liked, we liked your first movie, would you do another one with us? Here's a premise and he gave it to me. And I never, I love, I, I obviously like, I love Freddy, particularly Freddy was my favorite, but, mm. but obviously like 
Michael Myers was awesome. I was never huge into Jason, uh, Friday the 13th. I didn't dislike it. I wasn't, I was more, it was like Michael Myers and Freddy were my two favorites. Yeah. But anyway, but, um, so when I, when I set out to do a slasher, you know, I went back to watch all them yeah. as much as I could. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I went and reinvestigated all those movies that I had seen when I was much younger. It was really cool. Yeah, I think my favorite one from from back in that day, you know, aside from the Freddies and the Jasons and the Michaels, uh, remember? Did you ever see one called April Fool's Day? Yeah, I love. Yeah, well, that I, wait, is that the? No, that's not the new one, right? That's no, the not, not the new. I, I haven't been able to watch the new one. I, I started okay. two, and I'm 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 a I'm not a remake guy. You know, I, I like the gotcha. originals. Yeah. But I, well, well, refresh my memory because I, 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 I'm sure I've, I saw it, but I don't remember it. Uh, the, rich, the original. Yeah, the rich girl invites all of her friends out to her out secluded place on the lake for April Fool's Day weekend to have a good time, and they they start getting killed off one by one, and they find out that she has a twin sister who went insane, and it's oh, it's just such a great movie. <laughs> it is so everybody's awesome. got somebody that went insane in these things, and that's the great part. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's what was sort of some of the stuff going on in Bloody Drama. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was it was interesting because, like, I've never, I never made a movie from someone else's idea. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you know, at Scream Time, they gave me the premise, and I never made a slasher. I never even thought I would. Um, and then, but it was even, it was the first time I ever worked from somebody else's this concept. You know, it's really interesting trying to figure out, all right, how do I make this work and blah, 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 you know, and then I went on my own little directions with it. He was awesome. You know, the Scream Times uh, films was awesome because they were like, they just kind of let me do whatever I wanted. There was no questions asked. So, um, but yeah, it was crazy, like, just kind of being able to go out there. And like I said, I watched all those movies. I tried to do my best. It was, you know, obviously, it's not Halloween, but, (laughs) you know, for, for the dollar you, you made somebody piss herself. That's what counts. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I hope I did. Someone. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. I, like I said, I, I uh, you know, for me, I, I don't, you know, I can't guarantee I can scare you. You know, I, I, I hope I can, but I can't guarantee that. But what I have to do is I have to, I've got to get you to care about the characters. Yeah. If I do that, then then the other stuff might fall into place. But my belief is, like, if you don't give a crap, like Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, her character in Halloween, you know, if you don't really care about her, you're probably just going to walk away and be like, oh, I just want to see all these people die. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, I'm kind of cool with them dying. But in that one, I think part of what makes it a classic is that you do kind of care about, you know, you want her, you know, you want her to win and you want her to be okay, you know. So that's kind of a, a thing I try to do. And then from there, it's like, yeah, then you build out, like, how to freak people out or, or you know, make them scared in a real way, too. You don't want to be just scare for scare. I Sometimes I watch these movies and I get so annoyed at the jump scares yeah. that are sort of a constant flow of jump scares, and you're like, come on, man. Like, oh, oh yeah. There's other ways to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I still like a good old jump scare sometimes, but like I say, I, I like the ones that, you know, build up. You know, you're... You may know what's coming, but you, you just kind of, you, you get invested in these characters and you hope it's not, you know. You hope it's that near miss that you see them run off and they're the character that goes and gets help or whatever. 
And yeah, next no, thing exactly. you know, they're hanging upside down from a tree by one foot and have a butter knife in yeah. their neck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like the best things to me. I, I, I remember, um, I mean, this is, you know, whatever, but I remember watching Blair Witch and I remember thinking, you know, kind of nerdy film guy, but I remember thinking, like, I was like, what really got me about that was that I really, I felt like I was alone in the woods with this woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that was because it was the way it was shot. And, like, it literally, it gave me the impression that she was just alone in the woods yeah. with, a, with a video camera. She was, actually, to some extent. But I just remember being like, I was like, man, if you could hold an audience in this level of tension for almost the whole movie, if not all of it, forget it you know yeah. and um you know that was kind of like the thing the genesis of my first project but you know it's almost we, we it was funny because we originally shot it's called sleepover but originally it's just about these two girls having a sleepover party and um you know the the ghost of la llorona haunts them though the you know and does stuff to them but you know the idea was that when we originally shot it it was going to be just all the whole movie was going to be just this girl's pov you know the whole movie but then and we actually shot it was funny because they were these two like high school high school actresses and we like tortured them me and the, my other producer Colin Chinchar and, and the crew <laughs> like we we shot it real time so yeah. it was, there weren't any cuts or edits or anything it was just all real like time and the girl wore a camera on her head mm-hmm. like not a GoPro but like a kind of camera system mm-hmm. and literally they were just they had they knew like lines they had to say and they knew kind of a general direction of like where they were supposed to go with dialogue and stuff but we would just bang on the walls and scratch the walls with things and they were they were actually genuinely scared and then (laughs) we cut the power to the house so it was pitch black but i would like you know i'd be like whispering in the corner be like get the go get the flashlight when I needed them to have a flat, you know, so there was some light so they could see. And then, you know, the second half of the movie, she's like with the flashlight almost the whole time. Yeah. And then I'd like have a, we painted this actress white. She was the ghost. And then she would like come out of like a corner. They wouldn't know. They had no idea where anything was happening. Yeah, it was crazy. I felt so nice. bad. And her mother's like there with us half the time too. I was like, I'm going to get arrested or something. <laughs> that sounds like that was amazing. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. You, yeah. You talk it was, about, uh, you know, you talk, sorry, about, go ahead. talk about Blair Witch, you know, um, you know, Bobcat Goldthwait, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know, he's a filmmaker also. I know. I know. That's amazing. Have you seen his movie Willow Creek? Willow Creek. I have not. It's on Amazon prime right now. It's a, a found footage Bigfoot movie. Really? Yes. And it's along the same lines of Blair Witch, but this, this couple actually goes out to, Bluff Creek, California, where the Patterson Gimlet footage for Bigfoot was shot years ago. And uh, like I said, the first half, you know, you get to know the two people there going around doing their interviews and checking everything out. And the second yeah. half, just holy shit. <laughs> um, they have one, oh, tent, really? one, one scene that's in a tent. It's just the two of them. And it's an 18 minute scene. It's all one take. And they did it in two takes. Wow. And they did it on location out there where, where all this, you know, the Bigfoot happened. And uh, wow, the, the guy asked Bobcat Goldthwait, said, dude, we, you know, we could film this in a parking lot somewhere in this tent. And Bobcat Goldthwait says, you won't be scared in a parking lot. And, I mean, you, you can tell these people are not thrilled about being out here in the middle of the night filming this thing. 
Yeah, and no, it, exactly. It is such a good movie. You need to check it out. It's a great movie. I will. No, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I knew he was a film. I, I, I listened to a, a podcast. I forget which one it was, but he, um, he was on there actually talking about you know his movies and stuff, and his obviously acting career. Yeah, you know, and I was just like, I mean, I grew up with the police academies and all that stuff, so you know that that was my introduction, and obviously his stand up in the eighties. Yeah, um, and it's just funny, you know. It's just like there's another. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was someone else recently I found out. Oh, uh, Emilio Estevez is a director too. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, he's a director. He and he he just had a movie out that was pretty awesome. I'm sorry, I mean, like, I'm like I'm worthless. I don't know why I forget everything, but um, but I saw it, it was like similar thing. I I heard a podcast with him on, or not a pod. I think it was on NPR, and it was super cool. Like I was like, holy crap, it's Emilio Estevez. All right, huh. yeah, yeah. So all these '80s actors are are becoming directors, or not becoming. They've been directors for a while. I am actually looking him up right now to see if I can find this. Because I'm always up for good new movies. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty recent, and probably well, the last two years or so. Yeah. But I, I, I had seen the movie that that he talked about on the on the interview, and I was like, I didn't know it was his. I, I didn't notice the director when I saw it. Mm-hmm. It was online, and I was like, pretty awesome. He did one so, called the the public. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean. Well, I mean, I, you know, these guys are performers and actors, so it's like, you know, they 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 know how to talk to actors. Yeah. Like in the case of, you know, Bob Coltway, I mean, you know, and Emilio S. I mean, it's like they know how to talk to actors. So really, the the, the last part is learning the, the the camera side of things and all the lighting and all that other stuff. Yeah. But they they know how to. They're an actor, so they know how to talk to actors. And I think he's he in the case of um, Emilio S. I think he's in a lot of his movies too, but. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll check out that Bigfoot movie. That's, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I tell you, you now you talk about lighting, and you know you you've done the camera work and all that. Uh, I've done some videos that I've I've got a YouTube channel. It's Brad's Comedy, all one word. And uh, <laughs> I've got some characters on there I want you to look at because I do them on green screen just because I do them in my basement here in my studio. Nice. And uh. When I first started doing it, you know, my lighting on the green screen was great. Everything went fine with the editing. And it just seems like my lighting is off now, and I don't understand what mistakes I'm making. So Are I'm, you having pro- trouble with gr- the, the chroma key? Yeah. In the edit? Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it's not doing it? It's, a, it's well, like it's, a bad... It's doing it, but it's just kind of spots are coming in and out. I, I can't really explain it. Just w- watch some of my videos. You'll You'll see. Okay. You know what to look for. You'll yeah, see. send me a link to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll definitely, I'll, I'll write you an email telling you. I used to do a ton of green screen. A lot of, like, similar to like, you know, like web videos. I used to do, um, I used to work for Time Inc., which was like Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. EntertainWeeklyPeople.com. And all, for all their websites, that was one of their main things was they did a ton of green screen. Mm-hmm. T, you know, green screen shows, green screen interviews, stuff like that. Okay. So, um, but that was also, you know, the key to that is I'll just say it here for, you know, is obviously like flat light the green screen and light it as equally as you can, mm-hmm. you know, so it looks, you know, there's no shadows on it or anything and it looks evenly lit. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then the thing I, I notice a lot of people miss is backlighting the character. Mm-hmm. Because the backlight will help you separate your the character from the green from the the key. Hmm. Um, I like a lot of people I've seen they did they don't backlight and you can key it easy without it. Yeah. It just helps that it helps separate you from what you key in. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah, no, I'll check that out. Cool, that'll definitely work. Cause yeah, like I say I. I love doing the characters, you know. My my YouTube page isn't big enough. I'll I'll probably never get paid. Nothing's ever gone viral. I think my most has got like three hundred hits, but I have fun. Gotcha. With it. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, honestly, to, 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 whether or not I, I I I hope that that's not true. I hope it goes viral. And you, but my you know I I think like for me, obviously, like I'd love to direct you know a movie with a budget, and I'd love to break through or whatever, but. At the same time, you know, I've been doing it for a while now, and I've kind of come along to the thing of like, I don't ever want to not do it because I love it. You know, like I I don't, I don't know. You know, it's like you just said, like you're not doing it because you, you you know, you're hoping. You know, you're obviously hoping. I mean, but you're not doing it only to get views and to become like a you know celebrity through that YouTube. It's like you like doing it, and that's all. It's like the core of it. You know, I just love. I mean, honestly, I just love telling stories. That's, so, that's like, to me. me, it's like, you know, I just geek out over it. Like, I'm writing one right now, my new one, and it's, like, my kind of my favorite stage because it's, like, this infant project that's sort of developing. Yeah. You know, it's, like, the best feelings. It's, like, oh, man, you know, like, it can go anywhere at this point. Yeah, exactly. So it's super you know, exciting. And you have an idea, and you start running with it, and all of a sudden, another idea hits, and you're, like, wait a minute, let me back up. And it, it's yeah. just... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, developing, and then, like, you know, I'm not filming, right? So, like, I don't have to worry about the budget, and, like, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, or time, which is a nightmare for me, because I have a job, and then, like, I'm, I've got such a limited budget, so I'm, like, scratching and clawing to put everything together mm-hmm. constantly. So it's like, I, you know, the beauty of this stage is I'm, I'm not, I don't have to worry about any of that. I just kind of write and try to tell a great story and go from there you know yeah well you know i'm i understand about no budget you know the the stuff that i've used to do my my films and stuff with is things i already had you know i bought my wife a, a green screen and a backdrop set up for she liked doing photography and so i, oh, I kind of commandeered that in her lights and, and i've got a couple of different cameras that I've, I've had over the years and they're not the greatest in the world but they, they work and you know my sound and all that. I, I call it "Use What You Got Studios" is the name of my <laughs> my studio That's down great. here. But you know, I, I figured out. Yeah, I could have a thirty thousand dollar camera, and I'm going to still be shooting the same thing down here in my basement. And it just the the stuff I use kind of fits the characters that I do. And when when, yeah. when you see them, you'll understand what that exactly what that means, especially the clown. My clown Murray is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, Murray is unlike any clown you have ever seen. <laughs> Definitely. That's awesome. How, how do you come up with it? like you just kind of like workshop these characters and then well, record them or? Well, Murray was um, my original clown. I'm actually a certified clown. I used to teach fire safety as a clown. Oh, uh, okay. And this this is Murray's voice. The one bad thing about Murray's voice is it lends itself to cussing really bad. 
Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to get in front of a bunch of kids and say, stop, drop, and roll, you little bastards. That, that would be a bad thing. So I changed my clown, but Murray's always been a piece of me. And I, I just decided one day, I said, I'm going to make him the worst clown in the world. And I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> in any, each of his videos, he drinks a fifth of bourbon. And uh, that's tea in the bourbon bottle, because if I drank like Murray, I would die. But I actually do magic, and I do balloons in the videos. Um, oh, wow. In November, or in early December, I did a 30-minute Christmas special with him and some of my other characters. That was a lot of fun. But uh, the, the he's the only one I knew who he was going to be. The other ones, I didn't. I, I had an idea with one of them, the coach. He was going to be a guy who, everybody knows the high school football fan who doesn't have kids that play and never played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was going to be that guy trying to play with the with the teenagers, and when I put the wig <laughs> on, he immediately became the coach. Who he? Uh, you remember back in the eighties and early nineties, every coach for college football had their coaches show on Sunday. Oh yeah, he became that guy. His his, <laughs> his name is Coach Dan Graham. He does it for all the kids, you know. And that's just that's him, and he just came out of me. And uh, I've got That's a chef that I do. His name is Chef Rupert, and he's got a great big Freddie Mercury mustache and wears a do-rag, and he's so awesome. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I've got a guy named Wayne who, who has a big red bushy mustache and a kind of a red mullet, um, kind of 70s throwback, you know, wears the uh, Hawaiian shirt. And he just kind of kicks back, and this is Wayne's voice, baby. Wayne's all about the love. And, uh, you know, I've, I've just got several of them that I do, and I love doing them. And each of those, I didn't know who they were going to be until I actually put on the costume. And every, <laughs> all of them are one take, and all of them are improv, hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been kind of playing with doing some more improv. Not me. I mean, with actors mm -hmm. doing some improv stuff here. There's a lot of really good improv people in town here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been thinking about doing, starting to like play with the idea, of maybe do it directing some like improv comedy stuff, mm -hmm. like sketch sketch writing. But I need to find a good writer. But but yeah, I've been sort of dabbling in that notion. Hey, any, any help you need with it, let me know. I'll be happy to help out. Okay, definitely. Um, I, I did. I've been doing challenges here lately. You know, the hot food challenges and those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually had a friend of mine send me. A lollipop called the Toe of Satan. Have you ever heard of this thing? No. Holy shit. It's it's made with Carolina Reaper extract. It's 9 million Scoville units. Now, wow. To put that in perspective, a jalapeno is 2,000. And, uh, wow. She wanted me to, when I was doing the challenge, to dress as Wayne and read the little engine that could. And I did. <laughs> and I tell you, the little engine couldn't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It was like sticking my tongue to the cigarette lighter of an 82 Escort. I mean to tell you. Where do you thing. get this from? Um, Amazon's where we got that one from. Wow. But uh, I've got a friend that told me this morning he ordered me a new challenge. It's from a company called Fuego Box, who, who sends out hot stuff every month. And it's a white chocolate challenge. But it's, it's a square of white chocolate, but it's got about 10 different of the hottest peppers in the world in it. And uh, it's... Pretty rough. 
Um, but <laughs> he wants me to do it as Murray, the clown, reading Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so I'm going to film it. It's going to be great. amazing. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, That's awesome. But yeah, like I say, just check it out. You'll you'll enjoy it. I think. It's, it's a yeah, definitely. Yeah, send me a link. Uh, I want to see it. I that will do great. it. I will do it. We're gonna watch for Remy's Demons on on Amazon. I'm ready for it to come on because I I actually watched the trailer a while ago. Okay. I I think it's gonna be really good. It it's Thank got you, it's man. got yeah. me intrigued. Yeah, we got um. I'll I'll send you a link to it, but we got a on a movie lingo, um, YouTube page at movie lingo on um on uh, instagram mm-hmm. uh did a re- our first review he's awesome um mm-hmm. great reviewer he's doing some other stuff now he has like a film festival he's part of and everything but he uh he did a review great review i was i i just sent it to him i, was, I didn't know what he was going to say and it was it was pretty glowing i was so happy um mm-hmm. so that that was our first review we got a couple new reviews coming out soon you know, writing written reviews for blogs and stuff. So, I mean, uh, you know, it seems like I, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, whatever. I probably sound not so excited, but I am. It's just that, you know, when you make this, I mean, it takes, it took so long to make it. It took us about a year, mm-hmm. almost a year to film it. Because like I said, myself, the actors, they all, you know, they all had jobs and mm-hmm. I would have a ton of stuff going on and we would like literally shoot a day here it would probably average about two two days a month. Mm-hmm. Took us about twenty days to film the whole, you know, finish the whole project. It's it's about an hour forty four minute, you know, the length, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, so it's like we, you know, we. I mean, the the lead actor Jason Scarborough was, you know, had a full time job nine to five, and he would come after work. We'd work till about ten eleven o'clock at night in this woman uh, Jolie DeChico, DeChico mm-hmm. um, her house. And she gave me her house for nothing, and we'd go there and invade her house for five, six hours at a time. I mean, it's just crazy. But this is obviously the life of this kind of these kind of projects. But but yeah, when you know, then you finish it. Well, then you edit. My edit was whole crazy because we were. I was about halfway done the edit when you know the COVID attacked the world, mm-hmm. yeah. and then that kind of you know put that whole thing in crazy a crazy scenario. Because my music guy, uh, my music, and he, well, he's my partner, but it also he does all the music and stuff, but he has a small business and he got crushed by this. Like, So while he was dealing with that, basically he had to just kind of get all the exports of the sound of the music and everything out to me. So it was it was crazy. But um, but yeah, we're so, I'm so happy to have it done and I can't wait to share it. And like I said, I wish I had an actual date, but right now it's just been this sort of, it's being, you know, with all the materials were given to Amazon, so we're just like, oh, we're waiting for, you know, once it's up. And the weird thing about that process is it just shows up. It's not like they tell us, like, yeah. it's coming out tomorrow. It's just like I, every other movie I've done, it's just like I'll, do, I'll Google search, and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's on Amazon. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to keep looking for it, and I want all my listeners to also, because I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, great, and you know, definitely let us know what you think, and I, I would love to to hear more of your thoughts. Well, I know, looking, watching the trailer, the lady you got to play the mom, dude, you could yeah, Magda Porter, you could not have picked any better. Oh man, she is like a female Angus Scrim from the Phantasm movies. 
<laughs> oh man, she just got that look, and it's like holy shit. This well, is it's different. funny because so the casting. I, I originally my 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 original. I cast someone to play Remy originally that I worked on other projects with and everything, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So then I had to kind of start at the drawing board. But before he had left the project, I had um, and like I said, him and I had worked together a few times. So we we. We cast. I'm sorry. We 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 auditioned her. And I remember it was at the public library over here in San Antonio, <laughs> and she comes out, and we're. I'm like, I had given her sides to read, you know, parts of the script, mm-hmm. and she comes out, and I had I had cast. I had already auditioned. I think three or four women uh, for it, and I was, you know, that I, I had a couple that I, I was interested in, and then. He's, he worked, I said, well, can you work with him? He's the lead actor. Would you, he'll be, he'll be playing your son in the movie. Would, is that cool? She's like, yeah, yeah, fine. Super nice, by the way. And then literally I'm like, okay, action on the audition. And I like lost it. I mean, she was so, I mean, just from someone who had just gotten the script two days before and like never, I barely told her anything about it. You know, she didn't have anything to work from mm-hmm. and just killed it. Him and I looked at each other and we we're like, all right. That's that's that, <laughs> you know. Yep. She, I went to her. I was like, oh, "So you you be cool with doing this?" And then I always tell them the spiel of like, "I have no money and no time." And she was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." Magda Porter is her name. She's on Instagram and everything. She's amazing, like unbelievable. Like always prepared. She'd show up and just bust out with a like. See when in person, she's like, then she's so nice and sweet and great. Mm-hmm. And then like the minute I said action, she'd turn into that. Regan, her name's Regan. Her name's Regan in the movie. She's Remy's mother, and she would just turn into Regan, like, and you know, I mean, obviously it's acting, and that's what they do, but it's just yeah. brilliant. Like, I would just like my my jaw would drop and be like, wow. Yeah, yeah, well, cool deal, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it coming out, and we we definitely going to have you back on here. I've had a great time today. Yeah, please, anytime. Just let me know. I, I'd love to talk about it pretty much anything. So I appreciate your time and. Have a great rest of your weekend. I will. You do. You do the same.